Welcome to the Pimp Your Brilliance podcast with Monique Malcolm, a show about leveraging your existing knowledge, unique skills, or passion to build a thriving creative business. I aim to show you what's really possible when you stop letting fear have all the fun and start taking action towards your goals. You can learn more about this show and subscribe for updates by visiting PimpYourBrilliance.com. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of Pimp Your Brilliance. I'm so glad that you're here. This is episode 98, and you can find show notes at pimpyourbrilliance.com backslash 98. All right, party people, I'm back with another episode that is going to get you right. Because listen, after the year that we had last year, you probably are thinking, I need to get some money or I need to make some money. And one of the easiest ways that we can make money as creatives is by selling our intellectual property, aka creating digital products. And yes, digital products still work. They still make money. However, the caveat to that is you need to stop doing these four mistakes. There's four things that I see people do all of the time, especially newbies, although people who are more experienced and who have been selling for a while or have sold in the past, maybe not huge amounts, but they have sold some things, they still make these same mistakes. And I don't want that for you. So today we're going to be talking about you're doing it wrong. Four mistakes you're making when creating your digital product, because I want you to make all of the monies. That's my goal. And if you didn't know, one of my missions, my mission is to help you earn more money from your existing knowledge. So leveraging the things you already know, the things that you're already really good at, but I want you to work less. And the way that we do that is by systemizing things, which if you've been listening for a while, you know, I love systems. I'm a huge systems nerd. And I'm always talking about tools and ways that you can clean up your processes so that you can systemize your business. But that's what I want for you. I want you to have a business that makes you money, but allows you to work less unless you just really want to work a lot, which that's fine too. But That's what this episode is about. I'm going to be talking about four mistakes that you're making and even giving you some tips on how you can correct those mistakes so that you can flourish because that's what I want. So let's jump into this by talking about the very first mistake. And you've heard me say this so many times, but some of you are still doing this. So please stop because then I won't have to say it so much. The first thing is not defining your audience. If you are trying to market to everyone, if I were to ask you, who's your ideal audience? Who are you targeting? Who do you think is going to buy this thing? If you tell me everyone or moms, that's too broad, okay? You really have to define your audience. And I think that along the way, somewhere the message got out that our audience has to find us, but your audience is finding you after you've defined them. Because once you've defined them, you can create messaging and you can create products and content that's going to draw them in. But that only happens once you have a clearly defined audience. So you get to choose. Don't feel like your audience has to choose you. You get to choose. So if you are wanting to work with moms, what kind of moms? Because there's so many different levels to being a mom, okay? You have single moms, you have 
moms that are first-time moms. You have moms to multiples. You have moms who are empty nesters. You have moms with kids in college. Like there's so many different levels to parenthood. So moms is really too broad. Same thing if you were going to say gamers, okay? Pro gamers. There's so many different types of gamers. So there's people who like to do esports. You have people like me who like RPG games, like Super Mario. You have the Call of Duty lovers. Like there's so many different kind of gamers. There's people who love mobile gaming. There's people who love gaming on their computers. There's so many. So you need to be more specific than that and define your audience. A really easy way to do that is to add a qualifier. So you can be helping overwhelmed moms for newborns, or you could be helping pro gamers who love um, Call of Duty. Like there's different ways that you can add things to that and niche it down a bit more so that you're speaking to a really specific and a really defined group of people. But if you're thinking everyone, you are marketing to no one. And that is like the very, very basics of marketing 101. A product that is created for everyone is created for no one. It's too broad. And if it if it is a product that's created for everyone, it's going to be too broad to really get people results. If I'm creating a product for, again, moms, just general moms, but it's going to be too broad to get those women the results that I want them to get. So I have to come up with something that's very specific, very niche down for that group of people. That's not to say that there's not outliers and other people who will want to buy it, but those people are going to be few and far between. We're trying to get to the core group of people who would really benefit from the product that we've created. So that's number one, defining your audience. You need to do that. Mistake number two, not asking your audience for feedback. So fun fact, you actually don't have to come up with all of the things that you create for your audience, meaning content, products that you're creating, video ideas. You don't have to be the source of all of these things. You can ask your audience what they want to know. You can ask them what would really help them right now in their lives. It's perfectly fine for you to get that kind of feedback from your audience. And as a matter of fact, one of the first things that I do inside of the Brilliant Product Roadmap. So this is the course, the main course that's inside the Brilliance Lounge membership. I have members survey their audience. I tell them, you need to send a survey and try to get at least 10 survey responses from your current audience. And one of the things that that we're doing is we're just asking them, what are your current challenges? What are your struggles right now? And yes, we're going to get varying answers, but as you start getting more responses, you start to notice patterns. You start to notice things that people are saying over and over again. And if you've already done the work to define your audience, you're probably talking to a group of people who are really similar. And so you are going to find lots of similarities. So an example from my own business, um, one, I sent out a member survey or a listener survey every year or actually several times a year. And that's one of the questions that I ask. What are your current challenges? What are you struggling with right now? I have a similar question on client intake forms. I ask people, what are you struggling with? And they tell me. 
Because if you're going to work with me or if you're in my audience, I want to make sure that I'm creating stuff that you need. It's not necessarily about the content that I want. That doesn't benefit me. I already know this stuff. I want to know how can I help you? And that's really at the heart and soul of having a business, right? You want to be solving problems for your customers or your ideal clients. And the easiest way to do that is to ask them what their problems are. And then you need to figure out where your expertise aligns with the solution for them. So if you have not done this already, or if it's been a while, at least six months or more since you've done this, you need to send an audience survey. Send something in the next week. Promise me that you'll do that. And it doesn't have to be anything complicated. It can literally be a link to a Google form. That's what I use. It's simple, really quick to set up. And you need to ask, what are you currently struggling with? And then you can also follow that up with the question of, why don't you feel like you've reached your current goals? Or even asking them, what would be, if you could wave a magic wand, what would be the ideal solution for that? And leave it open-ended and tell people to give you their feedback and, and see what comes through. But again, not asking for feedback is really blocking your ability to create something really great for your audience because we tend to assume what our audience wants and needs and you don't need to do that. You can ask them. So mistake number three, this is my favorite one, not building your email list. So I need to know, have you ever tried to launch a product of any sort? And if you did, Did you feel disappointed like you launched a cricket? And if you did, I'm probably thinking you did not do a good job building your email list ahead of time. Then this is a mistake that a lot of people starting out make because they just, they really get overwhelmed with the whole idea of needing to have a list and then needing to email people. And this is always a thing like, what do I send to my people? What do I send to my people? Again, If you ask for feedback and you survey them, I promise you will have plenty of ideas of what you can create or to send in the email. But that's neither here nor there because you're going to send your surveys. But building your list is really important. Here's the thing. When you have a launch of any sort, your whole thing is like to build buzz to get people to make a buying decision. But if you're relying on social media alone, we all know like those algorithms, they're no joke. So unless you have, you're really living that influencer life and like you're consistently posting content and you've gotten a groove on Instagram or whatever your preferred platform is, it's hard to get your your stuff in front of people. But when you have an email list, the people who have joined your email list, they have opted in to hear from you. And so you can send them emails about your newest releases, your new products, upcoming products, whenever your wait list is open, so many things. And the fact that emails go directly to our customers' inbox inboxes, it's great because the reality is everyone is busy and the internet is a, a distracting place. So yeah, I might see on Instagram that you just launched this amazing course and I may be interested in it. But at the same time, I also might be standing in the checkout line at the grocery store or 
trying to help my son with something and then I forgot that I wanted to buy your course or buy your product. With emails, it's in my inbox. So you can send follow-ups, you can send reminders. And as you learn more about email marketing and all of the wonderful things that are tags and segments, so many cool things that you can do to make sure that people are seeing your messages or people who have expressed interest by clicking a link, they get a follow-up email if they didn't actually go and buy. So don't underestimate the power of building your email list. It's really important. Having an email list is one of the ways that you can guard yourself against launching to crickets because there's nothing sadder than putting all this energy into a product only to get nothing. And if you're relying solely on social media, you know, the chances are higher that it's not going to go as well as you want. So make sure you have an email list. This gives you a list of people who have raised their hand and said, yes, I want to hear from you. Yes, I'm interested in your offers. And then finally, the last mistake, mistake number four is trying to go too big too soon. And I know that this is a product of the internet and like the rising stakes that are attached to being an online entrepreneur. You know, we've gone from this place of building six-figure businesses and now I'm hearing people talking about seven-figure businesses and eight-figure businesses and everyone wants to have a six-figure course launch. And so, of course, you need this $1,000 or $2,000 course in order to hit those goals. So it's really easy to see why that's such a tempting thing to do. However, when you're newer or you're just starting out, you don't need to be aiming that high. One of the things I actually find is that it's a lot easier to start smaller and scale up, which is why in the Brilliance Lounge, I teach members to create their MVP product, your minimum viable product or as I like to call it, create your map, your minimum awesome product, because it's really easy to get overwhelmed with all the things. You start thinking, okay, I'm going to make this simple set of templates. And next thing you know, you want an entire template set with videos and tutorials and bells and whistles and like some extra things. And it becomes out of control really, really fast when it's just easier to say, okay, What do I need to provide people in order for them to get a great result from this? Like, What is it that I need to offer? And then you offer that. And over time, as you sell this product and you get feedback from buyers, you make tweaks because sometimes we try to make adjustments to products that we are making without any data. And I think I told you last episode, stop making emotional decisions you need data. So your your data is going to be the feedback that you get from people who have actually spent money on your products. And then you make adjustments. But trying to go big too soon, it's a recipe for failure. And it's one of the quickest ways that people get frustrated and give up on using their digital products as great resources and ways to bring more money in their business because they just thought it was too much to do. And it doesn't have to be that way. So, you know, don't let scope creep get you. Don't let all of the pressures of having a six-figure launch right out the gate get you. Start small, scale up. That's that's my thing. 
Because if you can sell a $10 ebook, you can sell a $100 course. If you can sell a $100 course, you can sell a $500 course. And you can keep scaling up and scaling up and scaling up. And it doesn't have to be a big, massive 70 module course. It could start out with three modules. And as you got feedback, you realize, oh, maybe I needed to make a little bit more or I needed to add more details. And you add that at that time. But start with your map, create your map. Minimum awesome product. What is the minimum amount of stuff, information, resources, whatever you're creating that you need to have on hand for your ideal client to get the transformation that was promised? And that's it. That's that's what you do. So to recap really quickly, our four mistakes are not defining your audience, not asking your audience for feedback, not building your email list, and then finally, trying to go too big too soon. Hopefully, this episode got your wheels turning and has you thinking about how you can take these mistakes and correct them so that you can have more success with any digital products that you have created or that you're currently selling. And let me know. Let me know how it's going. Before you go, I want to invite you to join the Brilliant Lounge membership. It's where you're going to get the training, guidance, and community support you need to launch a profitable digital product. And you'll get to work with me. Inside of the lounge, you'll have access to my Brilliant Product Roadmap, which I'm so geeked about because it's super cool. It's an interactive course which walks you through my four-phase framework for creating a digital product that sells. Each phase features no-fluff courses, easy-to-implement strategies, and a digital badge that will unlock after you complete all of the material. And once you earn all four badges, you're eligible to receive an exclusive congratulations gift that I mail directly to your home. It's a lot of fun. The founding group of members that's in the community right now is great. And we would love to have you working with us and creating with us. For more information and to sign up, you can visit brilliancelounge.com. All right, you guys. Well, that is it for this week's episode. But until next time, go out there and pimp your brilliance.